Welcome back to uh, One Track Minds. This is a music podcast where we listen to one track from a given band. Um, and kind of, I don't know, we do something with it, that's for sure. Uh, today's episode's a little late because I guess we were organizing some sort of third guest. Which, Matt, why don't you introduce our uh, third host, I guess? Sure, guest number three. Yeah, we've got Ian. Ian has entered the chat. Hey, everybody. Big fan. Excited to uh, to be here. Ian, I brought I brought Ian on for this one because I was excited. Ian knows uh, Household Name by by Mama, which is the song, or sorry, the, uh, the album we're going to talk about. The song Speeding 72 is what we're going to discuss, mm-hmm. but... Uh, so he was familiar with it, so I thought this would be the perfect uh, episode to have Ian on. Yeah, welcome. I mean, yeah. it's amazing that someone would even want to be on the show. I didn't think anybody would even listen to it, so <laughs> let alone someone want to be on it. More than welcome. Any listener want to email us to be on the show, go ahead. <laughs> it's an open door policy here. Um, yeah, yeah, Ian... Ian and I know each other from from work, but we've known each other in the in the community for a little bit. And Ian Ian is uh, is uh, right. well versed in in the the genres that we talk about on the show. Oh, good! That makes two of you. And not <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, speeding seventy two by Mama. Why don't you tell us everything about this band? Sure. New York band Mama <laughs> is comprised of what seems to me mostly Ita and Allegra. And it seems to be like a, a moving rotation of other musicians and producers that, that help out. I could be wrong there. But uh, I do have Aaron Kobayashi Rich also on the list there. But uh, everything that I saw in terms of interviews and... Um, like uh, the research that I did, it's mostly centered around Ita and Allegra um, as the centerpieces of the band. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have in terms of background for for the band. I I did, um, Devin. I don't know if you you also found this uh, documentary on YouTube. Did you did you find the like the film that they made? No. Why don't you uh, tell me about that? Sure. It's like a thirty minute uh home video of them recording household names so i i kind of like i feel like more intimately connected with the band after watching the documentary was quite like dull if i'm being honest like it's one of those films that's like only exciting to the people that Mm. were part of it but um it was interesting in in some ways to get to know them a little better so Ian, you you know this, or you're familiar with the band. So what's your experience with the album or the band? Yeah, I like I like um, yeah. This this album came out kind of for me. I think it was maybe like later part of summer of last year that we were listening to it uh, quite a bit. I listened to it so much that my my younger kids uh, know it and and recognize it and and enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Edda and uh, Allegra um, seem to be the main songwriters. For, from everything I've read about them, they seem, I don't know their ages, but they seem pretty young. Um, but I kind of i kind of like their approach to, to songwriting for, uh, for some artists who seem to be kind of in such a, an immature kind of uh, stage of life as they seem to be. Um, 
but yeah, I, circling back, um, Matt, you brought up Aaron Kobayashi Rich, yeah. uh, who produced Household Name, and to me is kind of like does does a lot of uh, of heavy lifting on on the record. Um, and I think I don't just be, uh, this could be just made up out of my my own kind of following of of Mama, um, but it seems like he produced um, some records for them previously, and then kind of just uh, either got along so well with the with the songwriters, or just kind of was into the sound enough that he he typically plays bass with them uh, mm-hmm. currently. Um, so yeah, so he's their like producer slash bass player. Um, and I, I, it seems like, um, I read an interview with, uh, an acquaintance of mine that was actually in guitar world, uh, with mama. Um, and they really give, um, Aaron a lot of credit for kind of how the album kind of came together. Um, it, it seems like Edda and Allegra really did nearly a hundred percent of the, the writing. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's Aaron that kind of brought that kind of sonic kind of, uh, smashing pumpkins-y kind of aesthetic to the, the album. And that's probably my favorite. That's That might be my favorite part of the, like, is the sound. That, that 90s gauzy sound that they... Yeah, it's got like some shoegaze kind of influence to like, I I did find I had I picked the song. Okay, so I heard this song, um, Speeding 72. I was like, that's a fairly recent song. So I'll pick it um, for, you know, our 2023, (laughs) even though it's 2022. Um, And I thought it was like super well uh, written melodically. And like it stayed in my head for like weeks um, where I'd just be Mm -hmm. singing it. Um, so I picked it, not really knowing much about the rest of the album. So from my um, perspective of that, uh, it actually, I think that the second half of the album is not as good as the first half. And I don't know if that's just because uh, it kind of, it main, it like hits a level and maintains the entire way where it's like, I can't really tell the difference between track like seven and 10. Like it all just kind of blends together for me. But from track one, two, three, and four, I find are like very, um, I don't know. They stand on their own a lot better than the rest of the album. That could just be a, like an attention thing for me, like, um, losing attention, which is still, I think on, on the artist for maybe just maintaining too samey a note through the entire thing. But speeding 72 stands out. Medicine stands out for me as the two best songs. Um, I don't know what what did you think, uh, Matt? Did you like it uh, all the way through, or? Yeah, there's like a certain monotony to it. Once you get close, I, I I would give it a little bit more. Like I like Lucky, like Brave, and then it starts. To, it like it does sort of feel like they could have cut out. Um, I like a good thirty minute record. That's like my mm-hmm. my ideal album length is thirty to thirty five minutes. So I think they could have cut out like ten ten minutes um, of the record, but. Uh, again, it just reminds me of like my youth. It reminds me of music that I listened to when I was younger. So if for me, I don't know if it's the case for everyone, but there's like a nostalgia. So I, I, it's, even though it's a little monotonous, I could, 
listen to it and just like vibe out. Um, although I will say that the the lower pace of the music was harder for me to get into in the beginning when I was like trying to like start listening to it. I'm like, oh, it's so slow compared yeah. to what I'm normally listening to. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. kind of different for, for our pick. <clears throat> Go ahead, Ian. Sorry. This this could be 10, 10 tracks. I think it's, it's probably, yeah. yeah, that's probably it. I agree. I think that's my main criticism of it. There's definitely a formula to the songwriting. Like a lot of the, especially the singles have kind of like a kind of catchy guitar riff that is identical in melody to the, the chorus melody seems to be kind of their like mm-hmm. signature move that kind of yeah. keeps, keeps coming up. And, and there, it, there is a, a, a point probably around track five or six where it does start to plateau. Um, I think my, my first time listening through it, that I reached a point where I wasn't sure if they're kind of skewering their influences, like are they kind of, is it tongue in cheek? Uh, how similar it is to like the Breeders and Veruca Salt, or is it kind of, do, do they just, is that what they love? And is it is it earnest? Um, I, I think it is, but it, it, I think there's there's certain, especially on certain tracks like um, like Rip Off and like Rockstar, where I'm like, is are they making fun of like the the gir- girl grunge aesthetic? Um, I don't know if that's the case. I just think that they definitely tend to wear their influences on their sleeve in a good kind of like repackaged for 2023 kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And like even in the song uh, Speeding 72, they make it like a pavement reference. I'm not like a grunge kind of like alternative rock <laughs> early 90s kind of person. Um, you're saying, Matt, you're kind of more mired in that, like in that music. I like that music. I like pavement. I do like pavement. I, I, I like that style of music, especially like the um, uh, melancholy and the infinite sadness. Like there are, uh, I love I do love that sound. So like a band like uh, Yuck or Pains of Being Pure at Heart, they kind of like mm. hit a certain uh note in my soul because that's the music and and this kind of goes back to Devin me and you maybe I was listening to a lot more radio mm-hmm. when I was younger than than you maybe you did um so for me it hits like a certain part of my soul this is the first time by the way that I I realized and this is so uh, you know silly that I I never thought of it but somebody who's 23 did not experience the 90s at all and so they're they're i'm listening to interviews and they're talking they're like man like i wish that i had existed in the 90s and like i i just seems like such a great time uh and it's just like wow it's so weird that that they didn't like there's there's like a real nostalgia from people in the early 20s for for the 90s and it was fine yeah whereas to me it's like some of this stuff is still kind of reeks of like uh like and this is obviously like an issue with me um i this is not like a, a good thing um it's like if someone was like oh i like the smashing pumpkins i would say like oh cool like we don't have anything in common because <laughs> like that's like normal <laughs> radio music for me so that was kind of my experience like in the late 90s early 2000s like musically where it's like i really intentionally had like avoided um that kind of stuff but like i still see like some of the songs are, are unavoidably good so like there's smashing pumpkin songs that are just like well-written catchy forever but like to sit and same with like sonic youth i find it's like the songs that i like um 
I know well and I'll sing them. But then it's like if I sit down and listen to an entire Sonic Youth album, it's like I can only do about 20% of the album. Um, whereas like if you put on like Energy by Operation Ivy, it's like nonstop hits for me. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, Sonic Youth is a little. Uh, I feel like what? Okay, tell me if I'm wrong here. That you m- respond more to like the the guttural, like physical music, as opposed to like more cerebral. Uh, I find Sonic Youth is more, even though they're hard, like they're hard rock at times. It's more of a cerebral, like uh, in the way they write. I, I would say like Bull and the Heather is like to me like an amazing song. And if every Sonic Youth song sounded like that, they'd be like my favorite band. <laughs> the name of the album going back to 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 mama so household name uh they 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 have said that the reason they named it that is sort of like a reminiscing on the fact that household names don't exist anymore and that the 90s were this last era of rock stars or you know celebrities do you think that's is that true do you think that's true yeah i don't know um <clears throat> I mean, maybe, uh, I guess in the lens of like rock music, especially kind of the way Mama are approaching it. And you you brought up a good point of them being young enough that they they wouldn't have really listened to, you know, Veruca Salt firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I mean, you think of someone like Taylor Swift, who is definitely not what we're talking about, but, but is at the highest level of celebrity. Um, I don't know. In, in, in a rock context, I I guess maybe I can agree with that. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like like 1975. Maybe not in Canada, but definitely in, in the UK and and Europe is kind of they're they're at that kind of second tier of of fame. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't really know either. I don't have an opinion on that. <laughs> What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Taylor, Taylor is a house. Like, I would say, I would argue that she is a, a like a household name. I think it's hard to sort of recognize it in your own time, and then we'll look back. I mean, I oh, to be fair, I can recognize that Taylor is the the biggest celebrity of our of our time and biggest you know musician right. of our time. But but like, I think we'll look back, and it will be like she'll be like Madonna. And I don't know if maybe I don't, I don't know if they experienced Madonna in the same way that we look at her now as this, you know, gigantic figure. But I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of a, a band that I that's important to me that would be like at even close to like that level, and I don't I can't think of one. Um, hmm, not sure. I, I can't i can't i can't think of it i can't think of anyone that would ever um but i yeah i could go on a on a rant about about taylor i i'm de- I'm, I'm deeply deeply uh in awe like impressed i'm impressed i'm impressed at what she's done i've never i don't even think i've ever really i don't know anything about this that's okay yeah that's all right that's why we're not going to go into the taylor rant um all right uh do we have anything else that we want to talk about in terms of household name yeah i mean i was thinking about when i was listening to it like i don't know that the lyrics really like stick at all like 
I didn't find like there might be something I'm missing like on like a meta level. Um, I didn't think that lyrically it was like that um, profound or anything. Maybe I'm missing something. Like you were saying, maybe they were actually like it's a commentary on the '90s, but like in a way, I I don't know. Um, but I feel like where it's super strong is just like the melodic um, like earworminess of the song. So like I don't even know if that makes it a good song. So I guess like what I what it made me think of was like oh is it like what makes a good song like is can can a song be catchy and you sing it for days and and still be a bad song or does that by its very nature make it a good song i i don't know what do you think about like catchy music and making music just to be sort of get stuck in your head or be melodically like engaging versus like making something that is a little bit more like um you know substance yeah that's a good question i mean uh... I think I think you can craft kind of a a song that's not so um, intellectual, and, and you're not really saying anything important, and and it can still be a song, you know, and and it could mean something to you. I mean, I mean, talking about speeding seventy two, I mean, they're definitely they're they, they are kind of telling us a story here. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. I mean, the, the lyrics, as you kind of said, are not they don't wow me either. Um, but I can kind of, I can, I can see a picture that they're painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but on it, you're right on a skill level. It's not, it doesn't impress me. Um, what, what does impress me and what keeps me coming back to this, this record is the aesthetic and yeah. kind of, is their approach Yeah, yeah. for the sure. The whole of the song, the whole of the song makes like an artistic kind of rendition where it's like, if you just pick apart individual elements, it's probably, it's not as strong as some other stuff. But like as a whole, as like in an endeavor of like songwriting, I think it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> like it's really impressive. Um, yeah. And and like what you were saying about it making, creating a picture, I think that's all it does. It, it kind of just is like, it tells you a thing that's happening. And I might not be smart enough to see beneath that. Or maybe they're just saying, you know, like driving fast is, is cool. <laughs> like, I don't know, like <laughs> I, I might be missing something. I'm not, I, I, I miss a lot, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think there's a lot of, and me and uh, Ian, I, I, we did try not to talk about it too much uh, in store, right. but something Ian mentioned was that it's a very, it's a very sexy record. So there's probably like double and triple entendres that Maybe. we're not yeah. as like. <laughs> but definitely me and you, Matt, we're not going to catch those. We're not going to catch those. <laughs> we're not no. experienced enough <laughs> in the realm of uh, romance, I don't think. Right. But uh, but yeah, so like that th- that is definitely like an underlying. That's that's something that's underlying is like they're they're very horned up. It did remind me though of uh, it reminds me of uh, the time, and I wasn't even part of this, but the time that you stole a car. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, I wonder if this reminds Matt of driving to different towns on his stolen car when he stole the car that one time. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great. That was like uh <laughs> like a. Uh, like a very like uh, fundamental uh you know week of my of my life that i didn't think about uh until just now to be honest it did not did not so evoke it did. <laughs> yeah. it did not evoke that it did like it was more so like a little bit later like it evoked like the feeling of how i felt when i was in my early 20s and i was confused and you know you know often 
you know, sad about whatever romantic relationship I was going through in the moment. It was more so like bringing me back to that, like my early twenties, as opposed to, I didn't think about like my, my unhinged, uh, escapades through Ontario. <laughs> yeah. I decided, <laughs> you know, in case your son ever listens to this and know that. He oh yeah. Bring that up. I feel like I've told him about it. It, it, it was like, uh, for the most part, it was a pretty wholesome trip. Like we played duck duck hunts. Yeah, there was nothing like, crazy really happening on that trip. All right. Um, I don't know. Do you have? So usually, if you ask if there's anything else, it's because you have some back pocket thing, Matt. Do you have a a thing? Do I have any back pocket thing? I don't really. The only other thing I wanted to mention was that the uh, the opening riff of Rip Off kind of reminded me. It gave me like American football vibes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they toured a death cab, apparently, which is kind of cool. Uh, so it's like they have one foot in sort of, like, the emo realm. Um, and then I think there is just the melding altogether kind of of, like, shoegaze and emo, like, blurring together at uh, in, like, kind of modern music, whereas, you know, like, title fight, I mean, that's old now, but, um, you know, turnstile, stuff like that. Um, it's all kind of blending together where this kind of, like, bedroom pop is sort of blending together with everything else where you have like turnstile touring with snail mail is like i guess like this band touring with death cap it's like <laughs> yeah it's all kind of blending together um no no they did point say there but <laughs> they did say one thing that i disagree with and i want to get your guys's opinion on this uh so here's here's a quote if you're making art in some way and you say you don't want to be successful you're just lying to yourself and i feel like i i don't know if that's true i feel like there are artists that just want to express themselves and they do not care whether or not they become successful in some cases uh somebody like Jeff Mangum of Nutrimilk Hotel actively, you know, moved away from fame. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have like hard drives full of songs that I just wrote and recorded for no reason. And, and so like, am I not making art because I don't want to share it with anybody? I, I would disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. So no, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like it's, it could be like, if you love something, then like you probably want to get, paid to do it be so that you don't have to do anything else maybe that's kind of what the message is but yeah I mean, which would be nice. I yeah i mean i think it, it'd be hard to to put yourself uh and your resources into a project like this and not tell yourself that you have the potential to be successful i'm not you know like i'm totally mis paraphrasing now but uh that that's how I kind of take it. Like, I agree with both of you. Like you can definitely obviously make art and be an artist and not even share it with anyone, let alone be successful. But I think uh, to get to the point that mama are at currently, if you don't kind of pat yourself on the back enough, then I don't really see that happening. Yeah. I would disagree with the statement as far as like a personal statement, but as an objective statement, it, I, I would say it's flat out wrong. Just yeah. because, like, it's so... I mean, that may be how they feel, but it's not necessarily going to be how everyone feels. That is all I have for <laughs> being 72. Yeah. I mean, this third-person thing, uh, it's great. I don't have to speak as much. In fact... Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So definitely uh, something we're going to be looking at going forward. Um, I don't really know if Ian wants to come back. I don't know if it's like a case by case, but obviously I'm fine with it. Not after this. <laughs> after this oh horrific experience. I thought we were doing so well. This is the best episode All right. yet. We're gonna we're gonna move into uh, the next song. We are if you are not you know keeping up with uh, our monthly themes and how dare you? Uh, we are doing spooky songs for October, uh, whatever that means. Yeah, what does that and mean? So, That's like I we me Amanda and I were talking about what that means, and I was just like so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it could details. mean it yeah. could mean many different things. Yes. So that which is why I want I it more pick, so to be that way. Picks will require an explanation as to why you think it's spooky. Sure. Uh so the song that we are going to be discussing next is gonna be Horror by Algernon Cadwallader. All right. Cool. Well, once again, thank awesome. you, uh, Ian, for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Hey. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having listening. me. Yeah, no problem. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Bye for now. <laughs>